Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of Reconciling Grace. My name is Pete Vecchi, and I'm glad to be here today to help lead this discussion. Our panel members today are Mick Wells, Vicki Cundiff, and Steve Wilson. That's our usual panel, and I'm glad to have each one of you with us today. I really enjoy uh, sharing these times together with you. And uh, I guess I'm the one who's going to start leading the thing today. So uh, we're going to be talking about divine appointments Divine appointments, what does that mean? Uh, what do you think of when you think of the word appointment? Anybody? Well, in everyday life, you know, I make appointments like to get an oil change for my car or meet somebody for lunch mm-hmm. or to schedule a meeting with uh, a tax preparer like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Anybody else think of an appointment? I mean, the first thing that always comes to my mind when I think of an appointment is a doctor's appointment. I mean, I remember making doctor's appointments or my mom making doctor's appointments for us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another kind of an appointment that I just want to make clear um, that there are other types of appointments like so-and-so is appointed to a certain position. For instance, uh, you might have an ambassador appointed to another country or you might have um a person appointed to a, a position in a school or, or whatever it is. Now, that's one type of an appointment. We are not talking about that today. We're talking more along the lines of, of Mick, what you kind of said, of supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time. And the idea of being a divine appointment means that I believe that there are some times when God actually directs these things. And I'd like to kind of talk about Um, how these things can happen in real life, and maybe share some experiences that some of us have had in um, dealing with divine appointments. So I don't want to um, just talk about divine appointments as though there's something I just made up. I want to use the authority of Scripture. So what I'd like us to do is start with uh, a divine appointment is what I'll call it, Um, that we see about in Scripture, and it's from the book of Acts, chapter 8, and it's verses uh, 28 to 36. And I've asked Steve and Vicki and Mick to kind of split up this passage, and let's just go ahead and read it uh, right through, and each of you will pick up where I've asked you to pick up, please. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandaki, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up to him and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, 
he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants, for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. I'd call that a divine appointment. I mean, God led Philip to go to a certain place at a certain time. I mean, what would have happened had Philip gone to a different place at that time? Nothing. That that, that eunuch wouldn't have of of had the, wouldn't have not wouldn't of wouldn't have um, been baptized. Or what if Philip would have decided to wait a day or two and then gone to that place? Again, the eunuch would not have been baptized. But God knew the time. God told Philip to go, and Philip obeyed. And what happened was a divine appointment where obviously this eunuch's life was changed, not just here on earth, but for eternity. I'd call that a divine appointment. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever had divine appointments where where you just felt like you had to go somewhere at a certain time or do something. I, I'm just going to share one right now that, that I had, and I'm going to hope that maybe as we get through this uh, discussion today that maybe uh, some of you might be able to share some too. Because um, divine appointments don't necessarily have to end in somebody's baptism. They don't necessarily have to end in somebody's uh, um, salvation. But it was not long ago, maybe within the past year or so, that I, I had the day off, and I was just thinking going out to breakfast might be a nice thing. And so I, I started heading in, in, in our town to a certain place to go get some breakfast, and it was though as though something within my spirit was telling me to go to another place that I hardly ever go to. Well, okay, I guess I'll go over there. And as I had ordered breakfast, I was, I was waiting for my order, and I looked up, and I saw across the restaurant, it was a small restaurant, a, a man who had um, kind of taken a significant amount of money from a church I had pastored. And now this church had since been closed. It's not a matter of, okay, you owe us money. But it was as though the Lord was telling me, you need to go share my grace and mercy with him. So that's what I did. I asked him a little bit about what was going on, and I asked him how he was doing, asked if he remembered me. And I told him, you know, I'm going to show you mercy by telling you I forgive you. Now I'm going to show you grace by picking up your check for your breakfast. And he started crying. And you could tell that he was 
touched by what was going on. And he was telling me his story there about how he was there. He was using his last $4 that he had in his pocket to get breakfast that morning. And uh, we actually got to pray together. What happened? I don't know. I have not seen that man since. But still, I believe that that was a divine appointment, that I was supposed to be there to to pray with that man and, and demonstrate his God's mercy and God's grace. Has anybody else ever had any kind of thing like that happen where they just felt like they needed to go somewhere where maybe they weren't even planning to go at a certain time? Well, I think that sometimes it's not always about that divine appointment being about someone else. Um, I'd gone, been having some several rough years, from, a number of rough years from situations of my life, and it was back in 2010, and I thought, I really need a vacation. And uh, I think this was designed by God for this part to happen. There wasn't anybody available to go with me anywhere. <laughs> and so I really wanted to go to the beach. I needed to go. I want to ride my boogie board. I want to enjoy the ocean. I want to sit and read on the beach. You know, just that kind of refreshing and, you know, rest mentally and physically and emotionally just to go rest. And I think that that was designed because that divine appointment was God was saying, I want you to go and I'm going to go with you. You're not going to be alone. So he was sending me on this vacation by myself, which other people, some people thought was nuts. You're going to get down there by yourself. And, uh, and I thought, no, God's going with me. And so I knew from the sensing I was feeling by my spirit, it was to bring about a closeness with him, a rest with him, a refreshing, and to get alone with him and settle, get some healing that was going on. So it was a divine appointment. I was being led to go there. And once once I knew that, I was like, well, that was a no-brainer then. I was just packing up my things. I took nice clothes, took my jewelry, and I just, like I was vacationing anywhere else. And I just have to say that that was one of the best vacations I ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's one of the things that served me as an evangelist was I didn't mind driving somewhere by myself. So I went to Virginia Beach uh, by myself. But I just can... There was some things in there that I can just remember of God really drawing me in and, you know, don't start that other book out there on the beach, you know, come in here and be with me and really getting with him about clearing up some things in, of the hurt in my heart. And so that divine appointment was for me. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, up that idea because um, honestly, I hadn't even been thinking about going in that direction. But the fact is, as you said, sometimes it's not always about another person. It could be about us. So thank you for, for sharing that. I, I believe very much that that was a divine appointment. Anybody else have anything that ever happened to them that uh, that uh, you felt like God was directing your steps to go to a certain place at a certain time? I don't think I've had anything where I was supposed to go somewhere, but I felt like um, I need to send somebody a text right now. I need to Facebook mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just kind of that leading that yeah, someone needs to hear this right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, that I think that's also a great kind of divine appointment where timing is important. I think that that's what you're getting at is timing mm-hmm. is important. So that's something like that. Um, did you have anything, Mick, that you wanted to add? Or Well, you know, I've often said I've flunked this term at 101, and I still flunk. But I have seen situations where it appeared that God had wanted me to do uh, something. But it's always clearer in retrospect. I mean, I didn't sense it on the spot that this is a divine appointment. One day a a lady came up to me at work, said, you know, I started going back to church because 
I heard you talking about the Bible and God and things like that. Well, if I'm not righteous or good, but I try to live for Jesus, and the Bible says that then I can trust God to order my steps. Mm-hmm. And so I trust in retrospect that he had done that and opened the door, and I, I just naturally shared something that meant something to this person at that time, and it appeared to have a cause and effect in retrospect, but I can't say, well, I certainly can't say like Philip was addressed by an angel and told to do something, but it made sense that in in, in sharing something about my walk with the Lord, that it inspired somebody to get back to church. Sure. That's a good point. You know, the Bible talks about how God directs our steps. And uh, I think sometimes God directs our steps and, and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what effect uh, something we did or something we said uh, is going to have on somebody. That's right. It's nice when, you know, later on you find out something about it, you know, that uh, the effect that it had. But sometimes we we never will. That's right. I You know, I guess that you're reminding me of of the what I call the who I call the little old lady who uh, was leading the VBS in the neighbor's home when I was about seven or eight years old who asked us to come up and ask Jesus into our lives I have absolutely no idea who she was I don't know her name and she probably has no idea what effect she had on my life but you know one day I believe we'll meet so well that's a great uh, place to to move on it's almost a great segue to what I'm going to get into next about divine appointments but first we do need to take a quick break for our sponsor And we're back with Reconciling Grace. We are talking about the topic, divine appointments, meaning times when we believe that God has directed our steps to be at a certain place in a certain time. We've just talked a little bit about times when maybe we felt a specific leading, and then Mick shared a little bit about a time when when it was just kind of an overall uh, situation that he had been dealing with over time where he realized that God had been using him. And that kind of leads me to the next type of appointment that that I'd like to share, a divine appointment, I should say, where it seems like maybe God wasn't saying, like he did to Philip, go to this certain place at this certain time and do this certain thing, but more along the lines of you're just kind of minding your own business and so all of a sudden something happens where you realize God has probably put this together. Well, that occurred to me when you uh, talked in the notes here, Pete, about just happening to be somewhere. That's the other side of the the Phillips story. The eunuch just happened to be in his chariot mm-hmm. out there along the road, and he was a party to this divine appointment. Uh, nobody had spoken to him, mm-hmm. but it was a divine appointment for him, too. That's a great way to look at it. I hadn't even thought about that, so... Um, well, let me let me share one here that happened in Scripture um, in in John chapter six. And again, I've asked uh, Stephen, Vicky, and and Mick to each read just a, a portion of John chapter six, uh, verses five to thirteen. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, "Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat?" He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. 
Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. And I think of this divine appointment through the eyes of, are you ready for this? The little boy. You know, what did that little boy do? Why was he carrying these five barley loaves and, and, and two fish? Was he there maybe carrying them because his, uh, his mom or dad were there or, or his, you know, he had a friend there? It was a little bit of food for a lot of people, but, you know, for that boy, that could have been his lunch that day. Who knows? But he was there. And Jesus found out that he was there. I guess Jesus probably knew all along. I guess I should say Andrew found out that that little boy was there and uh, brought him to Jesus. And that little boy ended up serving as part of a divine appointment just because he happened to be in that place at that time. Now, again, I like to say in a divine appointment, it doesn't just, quote, happen. (laughs) Um, Certain things occur and make you be in a place at a certain time. For instance, this happened to me probably within the last couple of three weeks that uh, I was <laughs> going through the mail that had just come in the, in, in the mailbox that day and got one of those cards that's an advertisement. And you could tell that it went to every house in the neighborhood because what happened was somebody else's card was stuck to the back of mine. So I got mine, and I got theirs. Now, I'm one of these people who I like to be conscientious. I don't know if this other person thought of this as junk mail the way that I did. Maybe they were really interested. So it was like a couple of doors down across the street, and so I walked over, and I put this card in their mailbox. I was on my way back to our house, and I'm talking, I was outside for about one minute, And as I was getting back to my driveway, another neighbor saw me and said, Pete, Pete, wait, wait, I want to talk to you. And it ended up that they were just coming back from having visited um, a family member who was close to death, and they were telling me about it. Now, these people admittedly to me have told me, well, we're not really churchgoers or anything, but they know I'm a pastor, And so they have come to me before for spiritual talks, guidance, whatever. And here we were talking to them right in their their, uh, driveway. And I asked them, do you mind if I pray with you? I said, oh, please. And as I was praying with them, I saw the tears rolling down their eyes. And I started thinking, and in fact, this was kind of the idea that I had for, for getting this episode together was... I wonder what it was that made those two cards stick together. Because if it wouldn't have been for those two cards sticking together, I probably wouldn't have been in that place at that time, and they may not have um, been there to tell me about it. So, again, a divine appointment. Um, Does anybody have something that, that they 
would like to share kind of along those uh, lines of maybe just being in the right place at the right time. I just want to say something from the scripture that kind of goes along with that, because as we were reading it, and uh, they said, where shall we buy this bread? And Jesus said something. Jesus said he already had in mind what he was going to do, and that just jumped off the page at me because we were talking about, you know, about the Holy Spirit, so, and how we are led for certain things, and so maybe through the influence of angels or the spirit or whatever, influencing that little boy, you're going to be out here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you better pack a lunch because Jesus said he already knew what he's going to do. He already knew the little boy had the lunch. Mm-hmm. And so there's just could have been that prompting of the Holy Spirit or angels, however God wants to do it, to have him to bring his lunch that day. Because yeah. I mean, as I noticed that when you started talking, Vicki, that uh, they didn't show in the scripture that they brought the boy to him until after Jesus already had in mind. So you're right. right. He, he knew ahead of time. He knows everything ahead of time. Yep. <laughs> I just pull out of that scripture, the, the little boy, and there's a little amount of food he had. You know, and, and I think, I'm that little boy, and I'm that, you know, have that little to offer Jesus. Uh, I might not think it's worth it. I might not think it's worth offering what I have to Jesus. And yet he uses it. And that's uh, kind of where I'm going to go with this divine appointment thing. Pete, I don't have as dramatic a story as you do. Um, but I always, kind of always guilty of thinking, well, it doesn't matter who does it. You know, who happens to be the pastor of a church, who happens to be in a uh, position. Uh, God can use anybody, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then there are certain times where feel like, no, it really was a good thing that I was there. Right. Hmm. Um, so the first time I can attest to that was when I was doing a chaplaincy in a hospital. And like all the other chaplains in training, I would uh, take my rotations at night. And uh, you never knew what, uh, what the situation was going to be, who was going to need you that night. Um, sometimes you wouldn't get a call at all. Sometimes uh, you might be, you know, staying at the hospital all night, depending on what was going on. And uh, every time I get that call in the middle of the night, um, I put my suit on, tell my wife, Mindy, I got to go to this hospital or, this, or that hospital. I was at two different hospitals at the time. And I just kept thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to say, you know, what I'm going to do when I get there. And yet every time, God gave me exactly what to say. And I found myself thinking, you know, not to tout my own abilities or whatever, but my personality, my demeanor, um, the way that I was sensing God in that situation was exactly what that person needed. Great. Mm-hmm. And then there are times uh, in, a, in a church position where, you know, anyone could have been the youth pastor or the children's pastor, but there are times where I thought, I made a connection with that kid or that teenager that someone else couldn't have. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I kind of feel those as divine appointments where God puts you in the right spot. Right. And that's that's kind of going along with what I talked about, the other kind of an appointment earlier, because, I mean, think about being appointed as a as a youth pastor. Think about being appointed as a uh, 
as a chaplain or, or whatever it might be. Maybe it's more of a, quote, job nowadays, but I think that that kind of goes along. So I guess that even what we talked about at the beginning, Steve, that can go along with that, and I think that's a really great insight. And I also want to uh, say that I understand what you mean about you're not trying to tout yourself. God has made us each individual, each each unique, and he, he knows where he wants us to be, and he knows that Steve might just have the right words to say to this person right mm-hmm. now, or, or or Mick might, or Vicky might, or I might, and I don't take that as, as being conceited. I take that as being acknowledging the fact that, because you, you, you've said it freely, that, that God gave you those words. God gave you that appointment, and there's nothing wrong with that, knowing that being submissive to God, that you are trying to do what he wants you to do. So I think that's a great example. I think you can see in there, too, just talking about that little boy, at least one more thing. He was willing to give what he had, and that's all God wants of us, mm-hmm. just being willing to give it. Because it doesn't say in there that he fought and said, no, that's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was just willing to give. Uh, and, you know, he, he ob- obviously had faith in, in Jesus. He was there with him listening to his words, and he gave him what he had. Mm-hmm. I know that it happens to me um, other times. Um, one of the, quote, divine appointments, if you want to call it, wasn't necessarily for me to be at a certain place at a certain time, but I think I've shared before amongst our group, I may even have shared it in another episode, how I was driving down the road that's right outside of this studio when the name Vicki Cundiff came to me to talk to Vicki about being part of Reconciling Grace. And when I called you, Vicki, what were you thinking about that? I mean, I, we had never discussed anything remotely like that, had we? No, but I was preparing for a women's conference on fearless. And uh-huh. I remember saying to you, I was preparing for that, so I guess I better be thinking about this yeah. <laughs> and doing it. So yeah. I kind of knew in my heart then that I wanted to do it. Yeah, and so that was kind of a divine appointment. I think other times that it's happened with me were recently, not within the last couple of months. I mean, I'm not preaching as much as, as I would like to. Um, I'm more out there to be able to supply pulpits for people. I am not making a commercial, by the way, but if you do want to call me, that's okay. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, um, there was one time recently when I was going to prepare a sermon on one of the three lectionary scriptures or four lectionary scriptures for that week, and I thought I was going to be doing it on one of them, and I had been preparing it in my mind for over a week, and all of a sudden, here I came to maybe Wednesday of the week uh, that I'm going to be preaching it, and it's like the Lord shared with me, no, do the other scripture. And it's like, well, okay, and I, I prepared a brand new message that I wasn't even planning on working on, and after the the, uh, the service was over, somebody came up to me after that service, as a very small congregation, and said, I really needed to hear that message today. You know, and that's a divine appointment. So, again, does anybody else have any other ideas about divine appointments or or anything like that? I just wanted to mention that there's some that really stick out from the Scripture where God divinely appointed people that weren't even uh, prone to be believers. Mm-hmm. And the, in the Old Testament, the calling of Abram mm-hmm. was just amazing. He and his family were an area of the world where they worshiped the moon god. And <laughs> he picked Abraham to uh, bring us uh, the, uh, the Jewish people and tradition leading to Christianity. And the Samaritan woman at the well, uh, that was a divine appointment. Saul's uh, calling on the, the road to Tarsus, was it? Mm-hmm. Or road to Damascus. Damascus, yeah. right. Uh, 
that's definitely a divine appointment. And those uh, inspire me because God is calling people who are opposed to him sometimes. Yep. Well, I had two more scriptures I wanted us to read, but we're not going to be able to have time to get to them. The bottom line about these two scriptures is keep in tune with the Holy Spirit and be ready to be used by him at any time. And that's what those two scriptures are kind of summarizing. So, Vicki Cundiff, Mick Wells, Steve Wilson, thank you for joining me today. I, I think this has been a wonderful discussion that we've all been able to share about divine appointments. This is Pete Vecchi. Be sure to listen to Reconciling Grace. May God bless you. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.